everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ah. That's how it always starts. And later there's running and, and screaming. Somebody talk to me. What is happening? Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. <laughs> Hold on to your butt. <laughs> Seriously? Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 217th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In today's episode, we have some news to discuss regarding the pre-production for Jurassic World 3, Jurassic World The Exhibition, and even something about a streaming service coming up for NBC. After that, we're going to head into the toy room to discuss some of the latest items from Mattel. Now, you may have seen over on social media or maybe even on YouTube that they sent us a shipment of Primal Attack figures this past week, and we wanted to discuss here on the podcast what we found. Now, I did that live stream over on YouTube. Go check that out. Um, We've been posting pictures online, so go check those out. But before we get into all of that, we have some business to take care of. Over on our website uh, last week, we actually did a highlight of all of our Jurassic World live tour coverage so far, uh, since September at least, since we were down there at the media event to cover uh, the live tour. And we, I, you know, I felt like all of our coverage was all over the place, so I kind of wanted to narrow it down so you could see, you know, what we've had on our website, what we have uh, as far as YouTube videos are concerned. We have stuff, you know, from the merchandise to reviews to roundtables to all kinds of stuff for Jurassic World Live Tour. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, maybe stay away from some of the content, but if you have seen it, make sure to go back and listen to our big, like, two-hour review of the live tour, literally, like, just, like, hours after we saw it, and we did it, did it, like, late at night, recorded. It was so much fun. There was a bunch of us there. Um, And, of course, the roundtable, guys. Like, if you didn't hear that roundtable... Um, with some behind-the-scenes stuff about how the tour was put together. Definitely go listen to that. So go to our website, find that article with all the coverage that we've had since around September. Um, This week, over on the website, you'll be able to see James Ronan. He's one of our writers on the site. He has a top five article for the Lost World moment. So go check out that. I love his articles. Seeing his insight into the series and what his top five moments are from the Lost World. I think that's... um, you know, a pretty divisive film among fans, even still, somehow. So I'm interested to see what he thinks about those top five moments. Now, moving over to YouTube, uh, last week we did a toy hunt where I actually found some Primal Attack items. I did not pick any up, spoilers. Uh, On Wednesday night, with our live streams, I did a live stream unboxing of this, you know, incredible box that Mattel sent us. And then on Friday, we did a Jurassic World Evolution Return to Jurassic Park video from Tom Fishenden. He focused on the 1993 buildings, uh, highlighting all the, you know, the different aspects of those 1993 skins that you see in Return to Jurassic Park. Um, Now, I know I mentioned last week uh, that uh, you'd be seeing an Amber Collection video. I did not post that this past week. But guys, this week... 
you're going to be able to see that video here on Monday. So <laughs> go to our YouTube channel to check out my look at the Amber Collection. Now this Wednesday, it might be a little rough. I'm going to be down in Florida on Wednesday, so... Uh, I'm going to try to do a live stream for you guys, but I don't think it's going to be exactly what you're looking for. Who knows? We'll see. I'll try to do it, but I'm not too sure. Um, and then on Friday, we have another Jurassic World Evolution video from Tom, this time highlighting the aviary uh, that was added to that game. That thing is beautiful. I am so happy they added that giant steel cage to the game. That is fantastic. Looks beautiful in there, so go check out that video on Friday. But enough of all that, we've got some fun news to get into, so why don't we get this episode kicked off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. Eighteen minutes and your company catches up on ten years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today... I guarantee it. All right, so first off here in the news, uh, this one kind of got kicked off from, because uh, I didn't see it initially, but uh, you guys know Jen over at the BDH Network. She highlighted the fact that uh, Bryce put up a, it looks like an Instagram story uh, of her flying out to the UK, and it said, goodbye USA and hello UK. Um, so that was pretty interesting to see that, and we know that, you know, the, the UK production, uh, pre-production is happening for Jurassic World 3, um, you know, it's the pre-production is right now, and the production is gonna start filming in February, so she's out there for pre-production. Is she gonna be out there this whole time? I don't know, I, I'm not too sure about that, um, but, you know, it, it was shortly followed up pretty quickly, just, um, maybe, I don't know how long, maybe a few hours or something like that by Colin Trevorrow, who also posted a picture of Bryce uh, with the tweet here saying, uh, Christy Wilson Cairns came by our office at Pinewood Studios, to, or it just says at Pinewood today, halfway through lunch. She got nominated for Best Original Screenplay uh, for at 1917. Uh, um, so that's really cool. They uh, posted a picture of Bryce and uh, Christy there. So that's really cool to see Bryce at Pinewood you know, uh, taking a break for lunch and she bumps into uh, this amazing screenwriter. That's fantastic. So it just makes you wonder, you know, the gears start turning. What's going on? What are they talking about for pre-production for Jurassic World 3? I am so pumped. Um, and it's just the first of so many teases, I'm sure. Um, this is really, I feel like, I feel like this is probably the first pre-production kind of tease that we're getting here. Um, I don't really remember too much else, but we're going to get some more stuff, I'm sure. Uh, they went a little crazy last time around, so I expect the same kind of stuff for Jurassic World 3. And uh, it's getting close here. It's getting close. February's right around the corner, and uh, we're going to start seeing some stuff. Who knows when it's going to start? I think it's like maybe in the latter half of the month, but uh, I am excited. So if you want to see those tweets, go check out the link in our show notes. <laughs> Next up here in the news, we wanted to kind of showcase this uh, interesting story that developed regarding City Neon Holdings, which is uh, the company uh, behind all of the Jurassic World, the exhibition tours that have happened. So this is interesting. So they, uh, that company recently purchased, I guess, uh, or acquired 
Animax Designs. So Animax Designs is, uh, according to PR Newswire here, is a world leader in animatronic and interactive characters, animated costumes, and puppets serving major movie studios such as the Walt Disney Company, NBC Universal, Warner Brothers, and companies such as Feld Entertainment. So there's a big crossover here. Feld Entertainment is uh, the people behind uh, Jurassic World Live Tour. So I know, you know, every now and then there's a little bit of confusion behind the Jurassic World Live Tour and Jurassic World The Exhibition. Jurassic World The Exhibition is the touring set that goes around uh, to like different museums and stuff like that where you can walk through uh, a living Jurassic World. And then Jurassic World Live Tour is the stage production, uh, the arena production with big animatronic dinosaurs, actors, stuff like that. Um, so this is pretty interesting. City Neon acquired Animax, so I guess previously they worked with them uh, to build the dinosaurs in Jurassic World, the exhibition. Uh, so it's interesting. They're just making things a little bit tighter, I guess, for their company to create stuff like this. I, I don't know. Does this mean that maybe they won't be making stuff for Disney and, and Warner Brothers? I, I, don't, I don't really know. I'm not too sure about that. But, um, you know, this might hopefully help them, you know, push forward to get these sets built that uh, we, we've heard about uh, multiple sets for years now. Uh, that they would branch off into, like, two or three different touring sets of Jurassic World The Exhibition. Not much has come to fruition just yet, but even last year we did hear that Jurassic World The Exhibition will be coming back to the States I think it was sometime in late 2020. Uh, so we'll have to see about that um, and see what happens there. Still no word as far as the continuation of the the U.S. tour of Jurassic World, the exhibition. So we'll see. Um, but maybe this is a step in the right direction as far as getting those sets built that they need to tour. Maybe they make multiple sets so they can tour multiple cities around the country. I don't know. That would be really cool. I just wanted to update you guys on the fact that this is something that's happening. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled. Maybe we'll get some sort of news sometime soon regarding Jurassic World, the exhibition. So keep your eyes peeled. And if you want more information, head to the link in our show notes. <laughs> Lastly, here in the news, I wanted to update you guys on NBC Universal streaming service, Peacock. Uh, that is something that is going to be going live on April 15th. So this is basically... Um, I, I don't know if you can necessarily compare it to the Disney Plus for, you know, Disney and all their products, uh, you know, uh, movies and TV shows. But this is the NBC Universal, Universal version of that with Peacock here. Um, so you can get all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's a big list here of TV shows, you know, stuff from 30 Rock to uh, King of Queens, The Office, Parks and Recreation... Uh, they're going to be doing, let's see, uh, Peacock Originals. So there's going to be new shows like, uh, I don't know, some sort of interview with Kevin Hart. Uh, you guys are wondering why I'm talking about this stuff. But it looks like um, they are going to be the uh, exclusive streaming rights uh, provider for uh, 2020 Universal Film Slates and beyond, including Fast and Furious 9 and Jurassic World 3. So... Uh, this is pretty cool. So, it, you know, at, when this launches, I guess, uh, within that first year, you're going to get stuff like Back to the Future, E.T., Jaws, uh, the Fast and Furious franchise. Does it say the Jurassic World franchise? 
Um, it does not say the Jurassic World franchise. That's interesting. Um, that is something that we do see pop up constantly on Netflix. So maybe there's, you know, and I feel like we do see that often on uh, AMC, which is also owned by NBC Universal. So maybe there's some sort of rights exclusivity with the full Jurassic franchise <clears throat> that is kind of excluding them from having the films on there, you know, starting April 15th. Um, but hopefully, you know, maybe once those rights expire, which we are seeing the same thing happening with Disney Plus, uh, you know, any of the Disney movies that are currently on Netflix, they have to run their full period, the full term of the contract that they have in place to air these shows or movies, whatever they are. And then once those expire, they won't renew them, and then they'll hit Disney Plus at a certain time. So uh, maybe that's the case with Jurassic World stuff. I don't know. But it does look like, you know, once Jurassic World 3 airs in on June 9th, uh, sorry, June 11th, 2021, it will hit uh, the Peacock streaming service sometime in the future. So right now it's, it, you know, we've gotten word that um, as far as Disney's release schedule, like the, the, the moment these movies are released in theaters to when they show up on Disney Plus, their own streaming service, it seems like it's about a seven-month seven turnaround. So if that's the case for, for Jurassic World and Universal and all that, um, I don't know. I can't say that that's going to be exactly the same case. But if they're following a model, maybe, um, we could potentially see Jurassic World 3 on a streaming service in maybe December 2021, January 2022, sometime in that in that time frame, hopefully, uh, at least just an idea. Uh, you know, don't take it uh, as fact right now, but at least we are getting Jurassic World 3 on a streaming service. Hopefully we get some more news about, like, the other films, because that's kind of a bummer looking at this list here that Deadline has produced. So they were the ones who kind of, uh, I guess, broke this information, it seems like. So it is nice to see that new movies are going to be on there. Old content's going to be on there. But right now, it doesn't look like Back to the... Oh, I'm sorry. I said Back to the Future. Uh, it doesn't look like Jurassic's going to be on there just yet. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled. And uh, if you want to read more about this article over on Deadline, head to the link in our show notes. Oh, there it is. There it is. Something has survived. Will you? You from Kenner. Jurassic Park 3 Spinal vs. T-Rex game. The fiercest fight ever. Batteries not included. Imagine this adventure. The dinosaurs are on a rampage. And only the JP team is tough enough to stop them. It's Jurassic Park the game. All the excitement of the movie, but this time they're after you. But your matchbox Mercedes traps one. It's happening, but only at Jurassic Park. Batteries not included for Indominus Rex. You can tell it's Mattel. It's swell. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the toy room. I am sitting here amongst so many awesome toys from the past, from the present. And today we're going to be talking all about um, an, an incredible box that Mattel sent us. Thank you guys so much for this, by the way. Uh, Mattel is, is awesome. They've been so kind to us here on the podcast. Uh, allow us to showcase a lot of the new toys from, you know, all, going all the way back to the original line. They, they sent us a big box. They sent us the Dino Rivals stuff. We got Amber Collection to showcase. 
Snap Squad, and we have Primal Attack here, and I am very excited about this. So first off, um, go check out the video. So we did a uh, an unboxing. I probably mentioned it in the show open, but uh, we did an unboxing of this, and it was so much fun. Like those those moments where you don't know what is inside the box, those are some of the best. Um, any kind of blind bag thing, you guys know what I'm talking about. You always see these blind bags or blind boxes. Um, and this was kind of like that that thing. And, and what I love about Mattel and what they do with these boxes to showcase uh, for people throughout the community is they make it an experience, right? So they, they make it something that um, is fun to show off to everybody out there, is fun to kind of get the hype rolling. And um, I really think they do, do a great job. You know, when they gave us those uh, uh, Dino Rivals boxes, those things were incredible. And now we have this Primal Attack box. Still very cool, very cool design on it. Um, so actually, you know what, before I even get into that, um, I'm going to talk about uh, this. There was a letter inside, so I'm going to go ahead and read the letter. It says, uh, a new year means new beginnings. From all of us here at Mattel, we want to thank you for being a Jurassic World fan and give you a little sneak peek of what's to come in 2020. Dinosaurs are out in the world. Primal Attack focuses on a dinosaur's key characteristics and identifies its unique battle and defense capabilities while focusing on its deadliest features. With Primal Attack, dinosaurs must take their attacks to the next level by relying on their abilities in order to hunt and survive in the modern world. In this box, you will find a handful of species that are officially out, of containment, we're excited to introduce some new dinosaurs to your collection, including our Control and Conquer Carnotaurus. Keep your eyes open for even more to come because dinosaurs are far from extinct. For now, let out a roar of excitement. You mean the Jurassic World to us. Um, this is this is fantastic. So they again they sent out uh, the Jurassic World uh, Mattel team. There sent us this letter which is awesome, you know, kind of explaining what is in the box and, and what we can see from them. So I really appreciate that, that they take the time to do that instead of just throwing a bunch of stuff in a box. They, Like I said, they make it an experience and they give it, they give it a little bit of fun there, you know, talking about how the dinosaurs are out of containment and we mean the Jurassic World to them. It, it's really cool and special to see that there's a little bit of a personal touch to the stuff that they send out and they create. Um, so yeah, as far as the box is concerned, so I'll be making, there, there'll probably be a little bit of noise in this episode just from me like handling boxes and shifting stuff around. Um, I have not opened any of the items just yet. So all the items are still in their own box, but I have opened the major box. So like, like I said before, if you wanna see the full unboxing of all of these items, go check out that video. It's probably gonna be very similar to what you hear here today, um, but I just kind of wanted to do it for the people who only listen to the podcast and don't ever check out the videos. So anyway, here we go. Um, this is awesome. It's a nice tall box and it, uh, it's it got, you know, this, uh, it's got, well, first off, it's got the giant Jurassic World logo on it and then the primal attack under that. It also says uh, with a nice little danger sign here, danger trained handlers only 
handle with care. Um, and danger is kind of stamped like this was a box shipped out, you know, with dinosaurs in it. Uh, it says danger all over it. It, uh, hell, it has the directions on like which way to hold it upwards because you know what? There's going to be dinosaurs in there. Um, and they have like their nice little uh, silhouette versions of the Jurassic World um, renders of these dinosaurs. So you got the Stegosaurus, the Stigimolic, the Triceratops, and Kylosaurus. Uh, on that side, on the other side, you got uh, Carnotaurus, a T-Rex, Baryonyx, and a Dimorphodon. Um, so, yeah, and it's it's pretty cool. Like I said, it's got this nice, um, what would you even call this? It's it's a little digital, but it also is kind of like a shipping container, but also, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just very cool, kind of sporty looking. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it does it, when, I, when I say it right there. But, um... All right, so I opened that box when I initially got this stuff, and inside was like a little, kind of like a, a little container that's holding all of these items. And the first thing that I really spotted was that letter that was sent out to us. And this was really cool. I gotta say, this was awesome. So the team over at Mattel, they opened up one of the newer Snap Squad figures, uh, a Mosasaurus. I do not have the Mosasaurus. I have the you know the ones they sent us already, but um, this guy is so cute. My God, this thing is amazing. I don't know if you have seen the uh, Mosasaurus Snap Squad uh, uh, figure, but it is just so darn so darn cute. I just can't believe how cute this thing is. So this was kind of clamped on to the uh, the paperwork there, and I just loved that, that they opened it up, they clamped it on, they give it a little personal touch, like I said. Um, it's fantastic. And uh, you know what? I don't even know uh, if I've even seen this one, to be honest. And then I saw it pop in there on the, the container, and I was like, oh, my God, that is incredible. So if you guys – you know, like the Snap Squad stuff, track this one down because it is so darn cute. I love this thing. Um, I have yet to show it to my kid. If I do, I'll never see it again because he, well, that's not true because he loves the other Snap Squads. I don't know if you guys have the Snap Squads for yourselves or if kids are using them, but my kid loves the Snap Squad. He has them on his backpacks. He uh, just brings them around their house. Uh, for Christmas, we got him this... Um, little shopping store kind of thing that he can like scan the register stock the shelves and he uses like those little snap squads to like put them as extra things on the shelves so i i love the versatility i think of these little tiny things or you know you wouldn't really expect a whole lot of playability from them but uh for kids it just it's a, it's imagination you know that's all it is and they they've got a lot of imagination to play with these things and to clamp them on their fingers i love this thing so that was really cool to see that kind of snapped onto uh the paperwork there so yeah there's there was a whole range of figures in this box um let me start off with the the lower end ones that are usually like $7.99 or somewhere in that range. Don't quote me. But um, let's see here. So we have the Calavosaurus, which is uh, one of these dinosaurs. It's kind of like, um, let's see, Edmontosaurus, Iguanodon, something along those lines, I think. Um, I'm not, guys, you know me. I'm not like the most skilled when it comes to naming dinosaurs. But uh, 
I, I really do enjoy this dinosaur, the Colavosaurus. It's an attack pack. Um, there's two attack pack figures in this batch. Uh, these are the nice, like, wrapped in plastic, smaller figures. Um, and, you know, it's just great to have, like, these herbivore dinosaurs that are just, you know, different from all the other ones that we get. You know, different from the standard herbivores that we have and certainly different from our, all the carnivores and stuff like that. It looks really spectacular. I love the paint job on this thing. It's got blues, light blue, dark blue. It's got some sort of like uh, some like brown, uh, lighter brown color in there, I guess you could say. Um, but this thing is really, really cute. I love it. Um, so one of the things that um, for me, uh, this is not – I can't really call it a critique, but it's just my personal – feeling i think on this packaging it's not my favorite packaging um like i said i really enjoyed the style which i can't even like put a finger on what that is what would you call this style um on the outer edge of these boxes maybe if anybody has any idea out there let me know um but uh yeah i don't really love the mixing of style here because there's this this hard edged uh, shapes and you know diagonal lines and all this stuff all over the place on the sides and the bottoms, but on the background there is some actual really really nice artwork. I just I'm not really in love with the way it blends together. Um, it's just not for me. I think personally I I was so hyped up by the Dino Rival stuff. I I absolutely loved that packaging, um, and I think packaging is you know something that. You either don't care about whatsoever, right? Or you are really into what it looks like. I'm kind of, I'm in the middle because to be honest, most of the packages, I, I open them. I, I, I like to take these dinosaurs out to display them. Um, I'm not the type of co uh, collector who really keeps all that much in packages. Um, I know a lot of people do like to, you know, pin these up on the wall or put packages on their shelves, but um, that's not really who I am. So, I know a lot of people are like, I don't really care what it looks like. I just throw it out, you know, and that's understandable. But I think from like a marketing standpoint and all that, um, you do need to at least think about what that looks like. And and uh, especially as a fan of these things, you want them to look good. You want them to stand out. Now, I will say I do think these stand out. So that is something that is uh, absolutely key for, you know, all these toys on the shelves. I think they definitely stand out still. And it's because they kept that drastic style feel with the background imagery here um like i said the artwork that is featured in the back which is kind of um it, it looks like an intact park right so it looks like which is kind of interesting it's not something we um we kind of had the 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 park aspect in the initial uh, line of toys right but it was kind of more like let's break free of this stuff um the dino rival stuff really didn't feature i don't think anything kind of along those lines at all with the park but here we have what looks to be like a nice early morning sunrise or uh, i guess a sunset whatever one it just looks like morning to me but it's just got these amazing reds and oranges and yellows and bright colors just like in the background. But it looks like this somber morning. Uh, you can see the grass and the ferns and uh, and the the big giant fences in the background with all the cables all intact. Everything looks good. Um, so I do really like that artwork. It's just my thing is just I don't really like how it all blends together with the other style, which I can't really put a finger on what that is. It's the containment version of it. I, I don't really know. But um, 
but I do like how that back uh, background image looks. So um, when you turn these things over, there's a, a kind of like that 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 style that I can't put a finger on. And then there's also like this digital style, which is kind of like you're bringing up the computer database with these dinosaurs, and you see the image of the island in the background, um, in the in the grid, kind of like you know. I guess if you're locating things, that's kind of what it looks like in a way. Um, so I do, I, 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 the digital stuff's okay. I don't really care too much about that. But uh, you, you have, you know, like always, there's so many words on the back. Um, I don't know how you get around that these days, um, especially in such slim packaging. Maybe you put it on the bottom. Um, but uh, there's a ton of words and uh, warnings and all that stuff, but you do have a few images of some other dinosaurs that you can buy. Um, so I always appreciate that. And these are, you know, I think all of these are Jurassic Facts app dinosaurs. So you can scan these things, scan the foot uh, or wherever on some of these and just uh, add them to your collection. So the Jurassic World Facts app, um, it's a great, I love that app just because you can scan all these dinosaurs in, look at your collection, see what you have. Um, it's really, it's really cool. There's a lot of facts, obviously, since it's a facts app, but uh, it's pretty cool. I like it. So that is the Calava source in the packaging here. If you guys want some images, I'll try to post some pictures if I can, if I can remember <laughs> in the show notes. Um, that's the first attack pack. So moving on here, same kind of packaging, obviously, the Draco Rex. Now you guys have probably seen the Draco Rex before. Um, there's been. <clears throat> How many different paint jobs? Um, well, at least one paint job. Um, there, there could have been more. I forget at this point, but um, maybe two or three. Um, and this could be the third one. But uh, I, this is a dinosaur that I really love. I love the sculpt on this thing. Uh, it's kind of like a small pachycephalosaurus kind of looking dinosaur with a lot of spikes. Kind of also like Stiggy in a way, but with even more spikes all over the place. Um, it's very cool. Such a cool looking dinosaur. Um I love the paint job. It's got these these like lighter tones underneath, you know, kind of fading up into these greens, these like really reflective looking greens uh, with the like darker black striping on them. So that's that's really interesting. I like that. Uh, I like that look. Now, the thing about this one is I have seen this one in stores several times and I, I'm going to point this out for you guys because I don't know what type of collector you are. Are you the kind of person that just you know, sees the toy and you grab whatever you want? Or are you the type of person who, you know, scopes it out, really sees what you're, or really sees like the dinosaur as it is? Like, do you see all the flaws? Do you see the issues in the packaging? And do you wait until you see another version that looks a lot better? Um, for me, this dinosaur is kind of like that, the latter point where I, I look at it and I love it, but I have seen the eyes on these ones are always a little askew. Um, and I personally haven't found one yet that has the eyes in the correct location. And unfortunately, this one still does not have the eye in the correct location. So if that is if that means something to you, definitely keep your eyes out for, you know, paint, little paint issues like that. Um, I'm not going to say it's a huge problem or anything. Um, it does seem like maybe quality control could be an issue uh, spread across the line with stuff like that, these little details. But um, it, it's, uh, despite saying all that, it's not something that really bothers me all that much. I'll open this thing up. I'll look at it. I'll take pictures, do whatever I want to. But I'll forget about it. And I'll forget about the fact that the eye is, is off. You know, it, that doesn't bother me all that much. It's just that if I'm going to go to the store and buy one, I might as well buy one that has the eye in the right spot, right? I think you all would probably agree. 
Um, but yeah, again, the same packaging. I think it looks great with the green uh, dinosaur against that orangey background. Very cool. Um, so that's two attack packs that they sent in there. I love that. Um, I'm going to focus now on this one here. So <laughs> we have uh, a Savage Strike, guys. So this is a carryover um, variation, I guess you could say. Uh, we have blue. Now this is a jumping blue. Um, I have, oh man, I wish I had counted before this. I have so many blues at this point. It's kind of out of control. Um, so uh, one figure like this I, that I tend to skip are the blues. Um, at this point in the game, we are uh, at least what three or three sets into this lot into the Jurassic World toys. You know, we had like I said the original stuff, Dino Rivals, and now we have uh, Primal Attack. And I have so many blues from attack packs to Savage Strikes to um, story packs, all these different versions of blue. Um, and they're all, I think they're all great and unique in their own way. Um, the jumping ones are kind of really cool. I got to say, the jumping ones are pretty cool. Now, there are some complaints, of course, to the jumping Velociraptors because you have to push down on the legs and they have to kind of bounce themselves, which is, I think, a very fun unique way to play. I think that's awesome. Um, as a kid, I would have absolutely loved that. And as a collector now, I think it's great. And I, I love the fact that they, they stand very easily. But all the jumping ones have a little bit bigger feet than usual. So they they tend to look slightly goofy, I guess you could say. It's not, it's not really something that I care about. I'm just pointing it out because I know a lot of people do point it out. Um, but it's they're fun. I, I really, really love the jumping ones. Um, and I think I can't really complain about the fact that there's so many blues because they've given us so many variations of Raptors. So I think that's pretty great. Um, and especially with stuff like the Amber collection, uh, you know, that Raptor that, that was in that collection is just phenomenal. So I love that. But I, I think they've done an amazing job. The Raptors are some of my favorites to collect uh, with the Jurassic World toys. It's just I... I I know, you know, you guys hear Aaron Beyer uh, on the Jurassic Wire always talk about how he wants, you know, herds of Gallimimus and Brachiosaurus. I, I want all those too, but I, I think personally I love like a hive of, of Velociraptors or a pack or whatever you want to call them. I love having so many Velociraptors. I think that's a great thing. So here's another one. Uh, you guys can pick this one up as well. The attack, uh, sorry, the Savage Strike Velociraptor Blue with the jumping features. Um, and I am blanking on, I, I'm pretty positive the jumping Velociraptor Blue has been created before. The sculpt looks very familiar. Uh, it's not, you know, hitting on, on the top of my head right now, but I'm sure it's been made. But um I, I do love pointing out all the different variations of blue and just looking at how how they compare because there are so many different types and they are like I said they're all very unique from battle damage to attack packs and savage strikes so it's it's pretty cool to kind of narrow it down and see which ones are your favorites so here's an attack pack one packaging is all the same minus the uh, like vacuum sealed uh, plastic around the sides. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it's got a, a bit bigger of, uh, a display space on the back for that leaping feature. So that's pretty cool. Um, but that's an attack. Uh, sorry, I keep saying attack back. Uh, that's a Savage Strike Velociraptor Blue. And sticking with the Savage Strike variation here, um, this is one that I absolutely love. Um, 
So I know I say this kind of thing all the time, but when these images pop up online and, and everybody's sharing them around before the release of these dinosaurs, um, you know, when we first get our glimpse of what they're going to look like, what the new line's going to be, there's always a few, I think, that like stand out from the crowd. And the Sauropelta is definitely one of those creatures that stands out from the rest. Um, it is so darn unique looking i absolutely love this dinosaur um again i don't know a ton about dinosaurs uh specifically but this definitely looks like an ankylosaurid right so it's got that style and i'll be honest with you i i saw the images and i didn't know that it was so small that's not a complaint that is absolutely not a complaint but when i took it out of the package here i was like oh my god the sorapelta there it is because it kind of hid in there and i was like oh i didn't realize that was in there. That's awesome. And it's it's a tiny one. And I got to say, I always love the tiny dinosaurs. I absolutely love them. The small herbivores are fantastic. Um, I always love these, like, uh, uh, the, um, what do you call it? The uh, protoceratops or, like, the Minmi, stuff like that. I absolutely love those figures because we are always so used to getting, like, the... The standard herbivores, you know, we got the Triceratops, we got this uh, Stegosaurus, stuff like that. Um, and I love those, you know, walking on all four types of dinosaurs, but in smaller variations. We don't really get that. Um, the Styracosaurus is kind of another one that threw me off. Um, I I always just assumed the Styracosaurus was a much bigger dinosaur. I kind I don't know why. I kind I guess maybe I kind of just associated it with the Triceratops, which is a much bigger dinosaur. And then the Styracosaurus is kind of one of like the same kind of dinosaur, but with like giant frill and, and horns and all this stuff. And I just, I always thought it was a much bigger dinosaur. So when I got, I think that was also a savage strike. Um, so when I got that one, I was like, oh my God, like this is so tiny. Um, but I love it. I love that there's all these different variations of size all in scale with each other. Um, they're not, you know, they're not creating things that are out of scale. Now, maybe the scales are not 100% to their real life counterparts. I don't know, but I, I just love that, you know, they're all in scale with each other to the best ability. And I love this thing. Um, this dinosaur is super unique. Like I said, as soon as I saw it, I had to have this thing. Uh, Ankylosaurus, just imagine this. It's an Ankylosaurus mixed with like a Minmi that just has, spikes huge like horn spikes sticking out of of like the side almost looking like wings it's kind of crazy like honestly i look at this thing and i don't know how this existed this is such a crazy looking dinosaur um absolutely so unique and it has a, a really cool feature on it it has like different uh articulation points on the head and the neck so you can kind of do what you want with those. And, of, of course, the legs and stuff like that. But there's also articulation between the tail and the midsection of this dinosaur. So it kind of uh, strikes back and forth, kind of like swiping around. It's it's really cool. I think this is like a unique one. We don't really have a lot that are like this. So that's pretty awesome. Um, now, these are uh, not dino rivals or anything like that. So you can't really... Uh, as far as I know, I don't think there's any any cards in there. Uh, but, um, you know, we always had those those cards with the Dino Rival stuff so you could, like, compare the statistics and all that. That was a lot of fun. And let me go back here because I want to see what this says. Um, 
Yeah, so Primal Attack focuses on a dinosaur's key characteristics and identifies its unique battle and defense capabilities while focusing on its deadliest features. So I, I do love that. I love that they're focusing on new playability features here, like, uh, you know, kind of this back and forth thing, which we don't really have before. Um, on the other two that I already mentioned, uh, no real features because their attacks, uh, attack packs, they don't really have all that much. You just kind of use them and attack. That's about it. Um, but I do love that this, you know, Savage Strike has a feature on here. That's very cool. Um, and just the paint job is great. I love this uh, reddish, rusty, or I don't even know, burnt orange or something like that. Um, and the grays and the whites of the uh, horns are, you know, bones sticking out, whatever that is. Um, awesome. Such an awesome figure. Uh, it's called the Spike Strike. I love that. Very cool. Um, I'm sure there's a little bit more motion even when it's like not in the packaging. Um, but yeah, because it's kind of like hitting the packaging there. So it probably goes a little bit more. But this is this is such a cool one. I absolutely love this this figure here. That is one that I'm like dying, itching to get out of the packaging. Um, next up here, we're going to go with... Uh, let's go with this one here. So there you have it. That is um, <clears throat> this. This is the sound strike Triceratops. Um, I was hoping you were guessing what that was while it was going off. Did I say it? I forget if I said it beforehand. Um, all right. So continuing on here, uh, this is a cool one. I, I really like this. Um, you know, I'll be straight up with you. The Triceratops in these lines have not really been my favorites uh, of all the dinosaurs. I love so many different figures. But the trikes have been, been like just ones that I'm, I'm I'm not too too invested in. I do know so many out there that absolutely love the trikes. But um, I will say once I started adding these like really really cool features on them, I I've, I've been a lot more interested in this feat this uh, this creature in general. Um, the last version, the I think it was a dual a dual attack maybe. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And this one, again, like I said, they're focusing on such new features with these dinosaurs uh, throughout all of these. Primal attack, that's that's the key phrase there, is these new like attack features. And this one is, again, super unique. Sound strike, triceratops, so you, of course you have the sound. And there's like a spinning element to this tail. And you can go back and forth, which is really, really cool. Um, again, this is kind of one that's kind of, I think hindered by the fact that it's in the box right now a little bit but you can spin the head back and forth by m like moving the tail um and that's pretty cool you can go up and down or you can like i said spin back and forth that's pretty cool um paint job on this is is okay it's uh i don't know if it's like a repaint or not i have no idea um but um it's got this lighter browns with darker browns on the top and kind of like a mustardy gold, actually, like on the top of the back and the head. Uh, so that's pretty cool, actually. But, um, yeah, again, I'm not too, too in love with the Triceratops. I feel like they're 
slightly undersized, but that's just my opinion. I don't know. Um, like I said, so many people do love these. I really do love the sound on this. I think that's fantastic. Um, I, I love one of the things I've always loved about the sound that they've been putting into these creatures is the fact that it's a mix of roars, grunts, and stomping. Like you actually hear the dinosaur moving, which I think is is great. You know, instead of you having to sit there and go, you know, you'll do that probably, but you'll get tired of it, right? So why not add that feature into this? I think that's fantastic. Um, so yeah, on the back, uh, the head is swiveled like so much uh, on this picture here. Um, so that's really cool. And uh, like I said, it's got the double head strike. So you got the up and down and the, and the like rotating feature. Again, something really unique and cool. I love that. I love the sound strike. That's awesome. Um, it's a, again a bigger dinosaur, a little bit bigger dinosaur than the others. So the packaging is just a bit extended. You of course, I, I have not mentioned it so far, um, but Owen and Blue uh, are on all of these. Yep, absolutely all of them. Um, and I, I I have been critical about Owen and Blue being on all the packaging. Uh, for the most part, I think they're on like 98% of the packages that are out there. Um, and I understand, I, I totally get it because from a marketing standpoint, you know, they want to get the, the word across. I mean, to me, I see the Jurassic World logo. I understand what's going on. Um, but they, I guess maybe, you know, there could be some behind the scenes deals, of course, that we don't know about, but the fact that, um, you know, Owen and Blue are on all of these, it's a, it's a little tiresome for me personally, just because I'm, I just want to see maybe other characters explored or, or just leave them off. I think these, these things sell well enough on their own. Like I said, when you have this, this cool, uh, artwork and, and visually like it's something that stands out on a shelf. I, I think you don't need it personally, but again, uh, from a marketing standpoint, from Universal, you know, pushing this or that, uh, uh, maybe it's in Chris's contract, Chris Pratt's contract, maybe it's in Blue's contract, I don't know, um, but I, I don't know. I would love to see Bryce, um, Bryce Dallas Howard on some of this packaging at some point. That would be great. Um, I'd love to see other characters as well, but for now, we have to settle with Owen and Blue, um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they've they've continued on. Um, but yeah, we we've got uh, oh yeah, we've got some roaring again. Um, but something that's actually pretty unique about this item. Uh, oh, there's two actually. Um, so I feel like this is maybe the first time. Uh, it might be on some of the more specialized packages. I'm not too sure. Don't quote me. I have no idea. It might be on stuff like the Brachiosaurus or the Hammond um, or stuff like that. Maybe it's on the Amber Collection. I don't know. I don't think so. But uh, the Mattel logo is actually, you know, right there next to Owen and Blue where your eyes are focusing on those two. Um, and the, you've got the Mattel logo there. So bravo. I got to say, um, it's about time, I think, that you showcase – who these toys are from. Um, I think it's always been on most of the, uh, either the backs or the bottoms, but the fact that it's right there in the front, I, I appreciate that. I like that. I like that you can see who this is from. Uh, so that's pretty good. I like that a lot. It is, it is on this sound strike. I also have another figure that is in a similar package that does not have uh, the logo on there. I don't know why it's different, to be honest, because it's not all that different of a package. 
Um, but it, another one I have that's a bit bigger does have it on there as well. So it's kind of odd. Uh, it's not on the attack packs, not on the Savage Strikes. Uh, yeah, no. Um, so interesting tidbit tidbit to point out there. Um, but yeah, this is a, a great one. I lo- I'm, I'm really into this, uh, the playability, the features, the sound. Very, very cool. Um, next up here uh, is something that I am absolutely in love with. I, I am just floored by this figure. I really, really like this thing. So again, like I said with the Sora Pelta, this is one that, uh, you know, as soon as you guys saw this silhouette, because I think, you know, when they released all this information back at uh, San Diego Comic-Con in 2019, um, we got a lot of silhouettes and we're all out there making our best guesses and stuff like that. And this is one that you saw this and you knew pretty much what it was right away. Uh, this is the Sarcosuchus. So this big crocodile alligator looking thing. Uh, it is fantastic. One of the coolest looking dinosaurs that they are not. I don't even know. I don't think it's a dinosaur, but, um, whatever whatever this thing is titled specifically but this is a fantastic thing uh i absolutely love this this creation um this is a massive biter dino oh uh, i started to read it in spanish i guess dinosaur dinosaurios dinosaurios control total um <laughs> but this is a massive biter uh and it is massive and it does bite so the name makes total sense there uh a bunch of articulation on this thing very cool and again it kind of is very similar to the trike but i i actually think this is a much better uh um use of that feature with the swerving of the neck the side to side kind of turning um it it has that it does let's see does it go it kind of it goes back and forth as well kind of side to side um i don't think it goes up and down no it doesn't but the tail does the tail does move um but um so you got side to side swirl you can spin it and then on the tail itself is a button which you can chop Oh my God, this is so, and it, the chomping is like really nice and reactive. It works really well. I got my hand in here now and it's still working well. Um, that's fantastic. The eyes are painted splendidly. Um, the paint job is this is very, uh, the paint job on this, sorry, uh, is very similar. It's it's honestly spot on with the Albertosaurus Uh kind of looks identical to that so that's interesting that they kind of just ported that paint job over to this figure um but uh i i love it i think it looks great i think it looks fantastic it is massive and i love this variation of dinosaur or the creature that fits in so well and and when you have these uh all on your shelves like i have multiple trikes i have multiple stegosaurs so like i said you've got these bigger things um that are out there as far as herbivores are concerned and then you got this guy who's just like this crazy carnivore creature that's in that same similar size uh area i guess you could say um but i love it i think it will look so great on a shelf you know the it changes the dynamic of like the stature of all the dinosaurs when you're lining them all up you have all these small ones you get bigger and bigger and bigger and this guy's just like just like massive i i love it so much 
the articulation is just really good. No sound on this one, um, but uh, the mouth it has this, you know, crocodile alligator like beak on this thing, but just insanely oversized. Um, you know, I guess accurately so maybe, um, but it's just insane it's such an insane creature it's huge you know relatively speaking to the human figures so if you saw this thing in real life my god that would be out of control um so this is just such a cool one so unique unlike anything we have yet um in the jurassic world line and Honestly, I hope this is something we get a chance to see in the future at some point, in some way. Um, so on the back here, you, you have the button. It's showcasing the swivel and side to side, and it says Thrash and Chomp. So that is very cool. Sarcosuchus, this is incredible. Um, again, one of those dinosaurs that you just saw and you're like, oh, my God, I absolutely need this thing. Um, and like I said, I just use dinosaur as like a term of endearment for all these figures. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. Um, but very cool. I love this thing. This will be like, you know, um, a huge part of the collection. And I'll, I'll probably get a few of these. Um, and to be honest, I hope we get multiple paint jobs of this thing. I think that would be incredible to see different variations of this. Um, and maybe even one that... Uh, you know, they shift out some of the features and maybe instead of the swirling, you get, uh, like sound effects or something like that. I would love to hear them like sound design this thing. And I know like sometimes they, I don't know specifically with, with these, but a lot of times like sounds and figures, you know, you get repeat sounds, but I would love to hear what kind of sound that, uh, that comes out of this thing. Cause this thing is insane. Um, so I love this thing. And now we are wrapping up here because we're getting to the end of the line with the last one, which, yeah, maybe we're wrapping up, but uh, enough time will probably be spent on this one. This is the biggest one that was in the box, pretty darn big. Um, and this, let me see here. Ready? So that uh, that sound you just heard was the Control and Conquer Carnotaurus. Um, this is like the main event of the line, I believe. Um, you know, they have rebranded the Indominus Rex. Um, and uh, the, the, the figure itself hasn't changed. But uh, as far as the box is, is concerned, they re-released it with a new Primal Attack box. But uh, for new stuff so far... This is the, like, shining light on the new stuff. So, again, here we have uh, the same kind of packaging, just a bit scaled up for the Carnotaurus. Owen in blue, you get the Mattel logo again in the bottom of these. So I think they're, like, just spreading it across the line. I don't really know because it wasn't on the Sarcosuchus, which, it, you know, you're thinking if they're going to put it on you know, main event figures, like it would be on the Sarcosuchus, but it's not. Um, but it's here on the Control and Conquer Carnotaurus. This thing is crazy. Um, again, like the playability and the articulation, all the features that they're installing on these primal attacks are just so awesome. 
absolutely love these things. Um, so this one has the swivel, right? So it's got it's got swivel back and forth, and again, it's kind of hindered by the box a little bit, but that is a, a nice swivel on the side, and it it it, it works really well because this thing. Uh, it's strapped in right now to the box, but when you're holding the feet down, you can kind of uh, rotate the the leg feature, so it kind of the body, so you can like bite down on the ground, or you can bite midsection, or you can bite all the way up at the top. So there's a lot of different features uh, for uh, you know maneuvering this thing down low and all the way up top. Um, so what is causing this sound feature? Um, let's see. So, I didn't touch anything, but I just pushed, I pushed, like, as far down as I can, and it's it's roaring. But there's also a button with the chomping feature that makes it roar. So, it does have, again, it has a chomping too, which you could probably hear there. Um, but this thing is crazy, crazy, crazy figure. Um, fantastic playability. This will be, I think, a big hit for them. Um... Oh, it's 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 so good. Um, I uh, I think I described this on the video that like the Carnotaurus on the original Jurassic World stuff was the original Jurassic World line was one of my favorites. One of those figures, like I always say, that you need to run out and buy as soon as you see it. Um, it's such a stoic creature uh, that the way it like stands in that original sculpt and the way it. The way it's painted, it's just so classic. Um, the stature of it, the fact that the mouth is closed, it just looks, honestly, it looks like a, a Crash McCreary uh, dinosaur just jumped off the paperwork and the page and just came to life. Um, so that figure really is important to me. I think it looks incredible. It's one of the best ones that they've ever created. Um, yes, maybe it's a bit undersized, I think, personally, but... Um, this one kind of corrects that maybe a little bit with the undersized issue. But I think in terms of the the sculpt is phenomenal. I, I love the sculpt. I think the sculpt is really great on this. But I think the paint job is better on the other one. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, I really love the paint job on the other one. Uh, the, the very stark white underneath uh, mixed in with like the darker maroon red color on top. Um, this one is very different in paint job. Uh, it's much more orangey, rusty brown color. Um, and underneath the, underneath the body and on the arms is this kind of gray color. Um, and something about it is it's kind of... It fades from this orangey color up until uh, a, a brown, right? And then there's kind of hints of brown splotches just kind of lightly painted in there. Um, and my only issue with this one is I feel like it's maybe compared with some of the other dinosaurs, it's it's a little soft i think in the paint job some a lot of the other dinosaurs now maybe this is more of a critique to the other dinosaurs i don't even know they they have very rigid lines so for instance uh the calavosaurus here uh the 
the paint job is very rigid as far as the striping is concerned. Same with the Draco Rex. Uh, very, very defined. These, This is so lightly painted. So to be honest, maybe this is the better paint job. I don't know. But I feel like it's it's very stark in comparison with a lot of the other dinosaurs that they've released so far. Um, but again, it's just my one unique critique. I think a lot of people are absolutely in love with the way this thing looks. Um, but that's just my feelings. I think it looks a little soft in the paint job. But it, I, it's, I don't know if it's really all that much of a critique. I think it looks pretty good nonetheless. Um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I do love the coloring. I think the coloring looks good. Um, playability is out of control. Awesome. Love the features, love the sound. Uh, and yeah, I, I just love that. It's like the main dinosaur of this line, which is really cool. Uh, that's really cool that they're focusing on it. So turning this over, to be honest, looking at the version that's on, let me, let me compare here. Yeah, because it's funny. I think when I was doing the live video, I had it like in the nice light and everything for the live stream, and it looked fantastic in the paint in the in the light the paint did. Um, now on the back of this, I think the paint job even looks a little bit nicer. Um, it's it's a bit more firm to me. It just looks like a bit more of a firm paint job, defined lines and stuff like that. And I think that looks pretty phenomenal. Um, so I would have liked to maybe seen that version of it. So this is the extreme thrashing action, uh, mega chomping and roaring Carnotaurus, uh, controlling conquer Carnotaurus. Very, very awesome figure. And as far as that swivel chomp is concerned, it's very much like the uh, bite and fight T-Rex, which I know, you know, some people had issues with that that chomping feature. I know, I know some people didn't really love how it kind of swiveled to the side. I, I heard a lot of people say it looked unnatural. That was my absolute favorite uh, T-Rex that they've made so far. I absolutely love that one. So I have no issues with that. And I love that this dinosaur here does the exact same motion, uh, just performed in a different way. Um, so that's really cool. I love this thing. I absolutely love this control and conquer Carnotaurus. Uh, I can, like I said, I can look a, around certain issues and stuff like that. I'm not one to sit here and be like, well, you know, I think it's soft. So I'm going to completely dismiss this as a thing I would ever want. Um, no, that's not the case. I just, uh, I just like to point out these little things while still really appreciating and loving other aspects of it that I can really say, Oh, I would definitely pick that up no matter what. Um, so this is this is so cool. Oh, this is good. This is going to be one that I can't wait to break out of the container here, uh, set up a few humans and some vehicles and stuff like that, or even a T Rex face them off, just like that scene in, in Fallen Kingdom. I, I think that would be phenomenal. So that's uh, that is it, guys. That's the full box there. So two attack packs: the Colossus, the Drake Rex. Uh, Velociraptor Blue from the Savage Strike, as well as the Sauropelta Savage Strike. Um, and then, of course, uh, the... Well, what is this thing called? Uh, the Sound Strike Trike, uh, the ma Massive Biter uh, Sarcosuchus, and the Control and Conquer Carnotaurus, as well as the Snap Squad Mosasaurus, little baby guy. Um, very, very cool items. I absolutely love this. Um, again... Just to reiterate, I, I really love – actually, the packaging – I want to say this now because it kind of reminds me. It honestly looks like it was taken directly from Jurassic World Evolution. I know you guys have seen some incredible 
uh, photographs like shot straight from the game, right? And I think it honestly it looks like it was taken straight from the game. That's really cool. It looks very realistic in the back. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of overlaid with this this red and black and stripe stripey feature and and stuff like that. That's not my favorite part, but the background image is pretty flawless. I do say that that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I do think. Um, you know, throughout 2020 here, the primal attack line is going to be one that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, you know, we know uh, pretty much I feel like all the uh, mostly all the stuff that's coming out uh, as far as I can tell. Um, and there's some really, really unique stuff in there as well as some repaints like the Minmi looks like it's going to be red. Uh, we're getting um, what looks to be a, a new Charlie uh, and... You know, I know a lot of people weren't really in love with, like, the attack pack versions of the Raptor squad, but it looks like they're correcting that here with the Savage Strike. This looked pretty awesome. This Velociraptor Charlie, very detailed paint job. I absolutely love it. Um, to me, it looks like uh, it looks so much like that dinosaur that was in the, the Camp Cretaceous uh, teaser trailer thing. So maybe we'll talk about that in a second, but, uh, the post Asuchus is going to be one that's like, you, you got to look out for that thing. Uh, I know the Cryolophosaurus is out there on shelves already. That's a sound strike. Um, and, uh, the Admonosaurus guys, that's another one that I am just like dying to get my hands on that. It, it, it pretty much looks like a re-sculpt, uh, of the Paralophosaurus, but, um, with some new features, it looks like that similar body type, but a different head and everything. But uh, that looks phenomenal. That looks really, really cool. Um, the Tarbosaurus is one that I actually did see in, in stores the other day. Can't really say it's one of my favorites. Um, I have seen a lot of love for it. But uh, it's such it, – it, it, it stands out as something that doesn't really look Jurassic to me. So I know that that's the case with a lot of these dinosaurs. But this one just it feels different to me on a different level. So I don't really love it. It is a massive biter, and they are pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have to get a feel for this thing a little bit longer and kind of see what the impact is as time goes on. Uh, and, of course, there's, like, the extreme chomping repaint to the uh, bite and fight, which is, like, my favorite color scheme. But, um, yeah, and there's a, there's a ton of other stuff out there as well. So I know... Something we do not see on any of this stuff is uh, humans, and that's that's a bit of a a letdown for me. Hopefully, we we do get the primal attack humans at some point. It would be amazing if they just said, you know what, guys, here you go. Here's going to be a batch of humans. That would be phenomenal. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen at all, but uh, that would be nice. It would be nice. But I think in the meantime, they're probably preparing humans and stuff. Hopefully, fingers crossed for 2021 when Jurassic World three comes out. But um. Yeah, and I just wonder, like, we know that they had said uh, a while back, right, at, I think it was at San Diego Comic-Con, that some of this stuff might tie into Camp Cretaceous at some point. So that's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be interesting to see if any of these figures really do tie in at all. So I guess keep your eyes peeled. We don't really know much about that TV show just yet. But I don't know, maybe there's like a, a hidden gem in here that's going to be featured in the show. And maybe maybe that's why things look a bit different or stand out more so than the other ones. I, I don't know. I have no inside information at all. This is just me assuming things based off of, you know, what we heard from events, you know, around the country. So um, that's that's just at least interesting to think about. Will we see any of these things 
in uh, some shape or form. I don't know. I would love to find out. Hopefully, we find out sometime in the future. Well, I, you know, I guess, like I said, the Velociraptor Charlie, that dinosaur that we saw in the Camp Cretaceous trailer was it. It was it was very questionable. We're like, what is this thing? Is it Charlie? It looks like Charlie, but like, if this is something that takes place around the downfall of Jurassic World, how does that work? Charlie, what didn't have this kind of moment? Is this moment even in the show? I don't know. There's so many questions out there. Does it take place before Jurassic World fell a lot? I, I don't know. So I am very interested to find out, and I love the fact that this is repainted and, and just looks phenomenal that charlie so keep your eyes peeled for that um but i would love to see more of this in some sort of form or fashion cryolophosaurus is another one that kind of stands out to me as something that looks drastically different than anything we've seen before uh that paint job on the admonosaurus the tarbosaurus is just so different and crazy maybe that i don't know maybe that's something that's designed that way on purpose i don't know but enough speculation i have no clue let's not run out of control here um i just want to say thank you so much to everybody at mattel for uh thinking about us and always you know uh, including us in the discussion here uh and and you know thinking that it's great for us to get the word out to you guys so i really appreciate that and i think all the stuff that mattel has done and this is not me just saying it because they send us stuff from time to time. Um, I think all the stuff that they've done is phenomenal. And I think you can certainly argue, I know a lot of people do, about whether the new stuff or the old stuff is the best. And I think you could make an amazing case for this stuff being the best stuff that we've ever seen from Jurassic Toys. So, yeah, thank you again, Mattel. It's It's been phenomenal covering all this stuff. Can't wait to see what you're cooking up in the future, and maybe we'll hear something soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is going to be fun. I can't wait to open these things up. Like I said, go check out the full um, unboxing of the big box uh, that we received, and keep your eyes peeled. In the future, we're going to be unboxing these individually over on YouTube, showcasing them. Um, so definitely keep your eyes peeled for that. So thank you guys so much for listening to this, and uh, I'm going to lock myself here in the toy room and keep playing with these things because I'm addicted. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 217th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Uh, it means so much that you guys have listened to 217 plus. You guys know that we released like 50 other episodes <laughs> so we are we're like we have so much content out there and i really appreciate everybody that that replies to me and says we're starting from the beginning all that good stuff i i love it you guys are awesome also thank you so much to mattel um i i can't speak you know enough words about how amazing that is to be included in what they're producing uh, to work closely with them on stuff like this. This is really fun. And, uh, you know, I am just a huge fan at the, at the center of my heart here. And seeing this stuff, I, I've been collecting these Jurassic toys since I was, you know, seven years old or whatever, eight years old. And I, I love Jurassic toys. It's just something that has been a passion of mine since I've, I've been a child. And I still am so obsessed with these things. And, and, to, you know, to the fact that, I go to Target or or Walmart or whatever store uh, just to buy, you know, food or clothes or something, and I can't help but stroll down that aisle looking for Jurassic stuff, and uh, it's just always a welcome sight. And I, I, I'm so thankful that Mattel, you know, sent us this package for us to showcase 
And like I said, go check out the video over on YouTube. Put your feelings in there. Write, write a comment. Share it around. Give it a like. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode as well. We really, really appreciate it. Um, so, of course, stay tuned for more Mattel content coming soon. I think you're going to like what we have planned. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming up here, so stay tuned. But really, that about does it for this episode. Uh, I am so thankful you guys have all been listening. Remember, go write a review over on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Write a comment. I'll read it on the show. We do have some that I've been saving, but uh, I'll get to them sometime soon for you guys. But, uh, yeah, this week, please, guys, just stay positive out there. Stay happy. Share around all the stuff you love. Don't do all that negative stuff over on Twitter. Twitter's a crazy place these days for fandoms. So be positive. Have fun, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to myself for the outro. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Please give us a follow on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.